Hello friends and welcome to Swimming and Singing. I'm Sarah Nelson. I'm a yoga therapist in Portland, Oregon, and I specialize in working with people dealing with pain, anxiety, and overwhelm using the practices and tools of yoga to support others in creating more ease and joy and less suffering in their daily lives. If that sparks your interest, head to my website to find a free guided meditation for overcoming overwhelm. The name of my podcast comes from a beloved poem written by Gregory Orr, and is a reminder that some days it's all we can do to tread water, and then other days there is room for joy. This podcast aims to share practices for both types of days. Friends, I have an extra special episode for you today. Today, I'm chatting with Shadika Marriott about the science and benefits of a mindful meditation practice, and then sharing an episode of her guided meditation podcast, A Sip of Meditation. I know that once you hear it, you are going to want to subscribe to it. Shadika is a licensed master social worker, a certified meditation teacher, yoga teacher, and yoga therapist in training. Her yoga and meditation practices were born out of a curiosity to dive deeper into the practices as a healing modality for managing anxiety and migraine symptoms. She believes that through our yoga and meditation practices, we develop a greater awareness of our physical, emotional, and psychological states, helping us to find more ease in our relationships and in our daily lives. She shares the teachings that have made a deep impact on her journey, specifically on finding purpose and connecting to the present moment. Shadika is passionate about making the tools and practices of meditation and yoga inclusive and accessible as possible. This podcast is for inspiration and information and does not replace medical care or advice. I am not a licensed healthcare professional or mental health therapist. Not all practices discussed on this podcast will be suitable or accessible to everybody, but I hope that you find something that resonates and can bring a bit more ease and joy into your life. Let's get to it. Hi, Shadika, and welcome to Swimming and Singing. Thanks. Hi, Sarah. It's so great to be here. Um, I'm very excited. Yeah. I'm so excited to have you. So we're just going to jump right in. I know that you've just completed a two-year training on learning to be a mindful meditation teacher, and I'd love to hear some of what you've learned about the benefits of mindfulness meditation. Just, you know, some of the highlights. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed my program because of the community and the sangha-like feeling that we were able to cultivate. Um, so it's a two-year intensive program with Jack Cornfield and Tara Brack on cultivating um, awareness as well as um, 
compassion-based practices. Mm -hmm. So through the program, it has been very instrumental for me in that I was able to grow and deepen my own practice, my own spiritual practice. And what I really enjoy about the program was both the psychological and the spiritual depth. Um, And so if you're like me, (laughs) the evidence-based peace and the science of meditation has always like been an interest of mine. So in today's world, there's a lot more research that's been done on mindfulness on the brain mm-hmm. as it um, involves stress, chronic pain. And so we are able to teach these tools um, to cultivate forgiveness, compassion, loving kindness, and joy, and how to apply these practices to also help to, um, to heal um, um, through physical pain, emotional challenges, trauma, relational difficulty, as well as interpersonal conflict. Um, I love exploring the science um, <laughs> because it's, for me, a way to connect to my own challenges um, with pain and anxiety now using something as simple as the breath, for example, that we have with us all times to regulate our nervous system. Um, so I love learning about how the prefrontal cortex can be strengthened through meditation. Um, and that allow us to further recognize and regulate some of the emotions that we experience. So we're not acting from a place of fear or fight or flight, but we're able to act from a place of calm, relaxing um, approach. So imagine back in the days when we used to hunt and gather in the woods, right? Um, we needed those response to help us to survive, survive that saber-toothed tiger mm-hmm. that would attack us. So, you know, over time, our body hasn't quite adapt to not being (laughs) in the wild anymore. You can't tell the difference, right? Um, And so we still have this fear um, response that causes us to age faster, Mm. um, uh, lower our immunity, so we get Mm. sicker because now the brain is in a, a mode where it's trying to protect us, right? That is survival is the key or... Um, immune system is on the back burner, so that's not a priority, right? Uh-huh. So that email from our boss <laughs> is just the same response as we are out in the wild being attacked by yeah. a prey or a predator. Um, yeah, so um, through meditation, through mindfulness, um, the interesting thing that happens in the brain is that or amygdala, decreases in volume so that is where our emotion relating to fear would Mm. um, um, be associated and so that shrinks in size and therefore we can increase our gray matter in the prefrontal cortex and we can think clearer and we can um, you know regulate our emotions so um, 
I was able to dive deeper into all those evidence-based piece, the research piece in our program. Um, and um, so like literally the, they have shown on MRIs, right? That the, the part of the brain, the amygdala that's that has that more fear that, you know, saber tooth tiger response, that part's shrinking. And then the, prefrontal cortex the um i don't want to say more evolved but like the later part of the brain is that what it is yeah for yeah an evolution darker darker um, and the gray getting... matter is darker oh, okay so like as that's a result maybe... of is that that's okay is the gray matter like does that mean um more connections yeah the... yeah yeah i think it's called neurogenesis okay Sure. Um, that we're creating more um, synaptic um, firing. So mm-hmm. we hear the common phrase of neurons that fire together, wire together, or wire together, fire together in that sense. Right. Um, so they're creating more um, connections and pathways. And um, speaking of pathways, um, with meditation in terms of regulating our emotions, we're able to see clearly some of our habits that are Mm -hmm. not always (laughs) healthy um you know how that arise from conditioning and trauma-based response in understanding that pathway to creating more healthy behavior so you're basically trampling (laughs) on new grounds um which is kind of like exercising right when you're exercising your muscle it's hard and then eventually it gets better. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is that aspect of meditation where you're sitting, a thought arises, and that leads to many different um, experiences and emotions. And then we feel like, okay, we're failing at doing this. <laughs> but that is also <laughs> part of it because the science talk more of the positive aspect of meditation, so to speak, mm-hmm. right? the aging, stress reduction, all of the good stuff. Yeah. And then when we dive deeper into sometimes it's, it uh, unpacks a lot and it's not always unicorns and rainbows. (laughs) And so being able to sit with that too Mm. is also um, practice, right? Mm -hmm. We call it a mindful practice because it is cultivated daily in the moment. (laughs) times when it's hard and we don't want to sit we're able to use those tools um, in practice i love one of the mentor from the the, um our program Mm -hmm. don mauricio um she mentioned that we practice so for the days when we can't practice Mm -hmm. we have the tools and i think that's what mindfulness meditation is for me it's not always you know doing the work but being able to resource yourself with these tools that we can um use when we really need to Mm -hmm. yeah I think um I think you bring up a good point too which is you know while my mindfulness and meditation can certainly be done um on on your own people can read books and you know watch videos and and that sort of stuff but 
it's nice also to have that um, that layer of having a teacher or a mentor, someone who on those days when the stuff comes up that's not the rainbows, um, someone to help you kind of unpack that and and um, and understand those experiences too. Would you would you agree with that? Yeah, I agree a hundred percent because without my little sangha or yeah. my yeah. support tribe, mm-hmm. I think it would be very difficult for me, even though um, you consider yourself as a practitioner, um, there are moments when we need <laughs> or support yeah. as humans being connected beings. We're not, you know, we're very social. We need that. Um, and that is also essential to surviving you know, even groups, um, having those shared emotions and those shares, shared feelings validated. Um, yeah. And post COVID, I, I can see the effects of not having a community per se. Yep. Um, yeah, but most of the work internal and also affects your internal, your external world at the same Mm -hmm. time. Yeah. Thank you. So I know that you are a busy person, that you are a student, you're just finishing up your yoga therapy training, you've just finished this mindfulness um, two-year program, Um, you're a parent, you're a spouse. Where where do you find time um, to fit in the mindfulness and the meditation into, into that busy life? Yeah, I smile at this question because, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, this is everything. Um, I feel that my practice have been very different. Um, Mm -hmm. My yoga practice is more (laughs) therapeutic on most days. (laughs) And um, my meditation practice have evolved quite a bit. And in some aspects, um, it has even been strengthened and um, there's a lot of growth in my meditation practices because of becoming a mom, motherhood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I have more of a sense of devotion and I think I have somewhat deepened um, the little moments and the little snippet of time that I have. Um, I consider my little one a teacher, my life teacher and my guru, because one of the biggest lessons I've learned along the way is to drop struggles, (laughs) drop any struggle I'm having in this moment, release all of the structure, rigidity, everything, and to just soften. Yeah. And that means softening to feeling that I've come short of balancing it all (laughs) it means letting go of expectations of myself as well as other people and on days when I feel like you know there is someone with a very big emotion and very big feeling and just like (laughs) holding it all even if it means to just like roll up in a ball and just crying on the floor with this little person, you know, it, 
it all comes down to that. It all comes down to healing myself as well and recognizing perhaps some of the way I was parented, you know, or how I was conditioned as a child and um, recognizing that unique individual who came into this world exactly how she is and facilitating that. Yeah. Yeah, that's... That's how it's it's been. Some days it's just like sitting there and everything else goes on around and just remembering like, oh, mama, look at the moon. You know, yes. I'm paying attention to the moon and that is mindfulness, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like um sounds like parenting itself has become like a mindfulness practice and and your daughter is able to I mean, who's better at being in the present moment than like toddlers? Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Definitely the best mindful teachers. Yeah. Yeah. So I am so excited that at the end of this episode, I'm going to share a recording of your own podcast um, called A Sip of Meditation. And if you wouldn't mind, I would love, oh, why well, link it in the, I will link to it in the show notes, but I would also love it if you could tell our listeners a little bit about the podcast. And of course they will hear a full episode um, after this. So they'll get a taste, a taste of a sip of meditation. Yeah. A sip of meditation. So that was created in a space for um, myself and also to share and consider it as a library of short weekly guided meditation right there on your device, (laughs) right at your fingertips. Um, So whether you're just starting out or you're looking to support your existing Mm -hmm. practice, um, I hope that you will find solace and peace in these 15 minutes or less um, experiences to help you find grounding and to help you center. Um, yeah. yeah, my intention is to create a space so we can all feel a sense of well-being, strength and clarity and also community in just being in a space where we can breathe <laughs> and yeah. reduce agitation and stress so yeah yes I am excited to share that yeah thank you um and thank you for being willing to share an episode with my listeners and I will just say Shadika's podcast is beautiful it um as you can tell from listening to her her voice is very soothing and the practices are just um have any I've done have been very calming and relaxing. In fact, I had a friend who was going on a long um, airplane trip recently and I was like, okay, but you're going to download some of these um, meditations before you go so that you have something calming to listen to on the airplane. So um, yeah, I just, I feel like your, I feel like your podcast is just a gift, a gift to the world. Um, And yeah, so I just love it. Thank you so much, Sarah. Yeah. This means so much to me. Oh. I'm happy um, <laughs> and it feels good for you to share that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. 
I'm so happy that our paths cross in this way. Um, you do an amazing work, and thank you for sharing that. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Shadika. Thank you so much for being a guest, and I am so excited for listeners to hear more from you. All right. Thank you. Hello, this is Shadika, and welcome to a sip of meditation. A guided meditation podcast. In today's practice, we'll be exploring a guided rhythmic breathing technique where we hold our attention on the breath. How we breathe directly influence how we feel. So by consciously controlling our breathing, we can gain a sense of control of our thoughts and our emotions. Box breathing is a simple yet effective technique to combat stress and tension. This breathing technique is sometimes used by freedivers, athletes, and Navy SEALs to calm the mind in stressful situations. In box breathing, we look at our breath as being made up of four parts. The inhale, a pause at the end of the inhale, the exhale, and a pause at the end of the exhale. For example, you would inhale for a count of four, hold for a count of four, exhaling for a count of four, and then hold for a count of four. This naturally slows down our breathing and restore a sense of calm. Okay, let's begin. Settle into a comfortable posture. You can be seated, standing, or lying down. And gently close your eyes. Place one hand on your heart and the other on your belly. Relax your neck and shoulders and feel yourself beginning to settle in. Bring your attention to the sensations of the breath as it moves in and out at your nostrils. And as best as you can, allow your breath to travel lightly without feeling the need to change it or force it in any way. Notice the natural rise and fall of your breath as it moves through the body. How the body expands and opens as you breathe in. And how it softens inward as you breathe out. Perhaps begin to notice the pause or the moments in between your breath. Those last few moments where the inhale begins to turn into the exhale and where the exhale turns into the inhale. Now 
As we begin the rhythmic counting technique, I invite you to allow a gentleness and ease to the flow of your breathing. Let's practice. Breathing in, two, three, four. Hold, two, three, four. Breathing out, two, three, four. Hold, two, three, four. Breathing in, two, three, four. Hold, two, three, four. Breathing out, two, three, four. Hold, two, three, four. Breathing in, two, three, four. Hold, two, three, four. Breathing out, two, three, four. Hold, two, three, four. Breathing in, two, three, four. Hold, two, three, four. Breathing out, two, three, four. Hold, two, three, four. Continue on your own, at your own pace and rhythm for one more round, counting silently in your head. And now, just allow your breath to settle into a full, easy, and natural rhythm. Inhale the calming breath, soothing breath. Exhale, feeling peaceful and at ease. You may notice a shift in your breathing, perhaps more slower or a little bit more deeper. When you're ready, gently wiggle your fingers and your toes and slowly open your eyes. And remember, the breath is something that is always available to you to connect and to restore a sense of calm to the mind and the body. You can always come back to it again and again. Enjoy this relaxed state and take it with you into your day. <laughs>